Hey everyone, and welcome back finally to another episode of The Gorgon's Podcast. Now, today's episode is kind of like a recap of where we've been. We've had a family tragedy. So today, we're just going to get into emotions and how we deal with grief, loss, still living in a pandemic, and just trying to make it through life and, you know, being more vulnerable with our emotions because that's where the true power lies. But yeah, new episodes are coming. You guys don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and give us a rating of uh, four or five stars. We will greatly appreciate it. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Gorgon's Podcast. It has been a minute. I am back with the co-host, my cousin, my ho. Y'all know who it is. This is the sorority treasurer. You could call me J-Love, and if you really know me, J-Smooth. And it is me, Bishop Mortimer, Brandon Wynn, if you know me, Bobby Boucher, make all the niggas gay. Okay. So far, no niggas have been made gay. But with that being said, uh, we're still counting. It's a new year. And I know you guys haven't heard from us in a while. And when I tell you guys, the update that we have for you seems like it's out of a Stephen King novel. Like, I'm on the same same page as my cousin. Twilight at the end Zone. of the day, I'm going to need 2022 to come in and sit the fuck down at this point. All at once. Because if you guys do not know, we lost a Gorgon. Not Trafell. We lost our aunt. Now, a lot of you guys have heard our aunt on our podcast because she's been on many episodes, despite her not wanting to say she wanted <laughs> to be on them. You know, grief is such a complex topic because grief is different from everybody. So with that being said, Jamie, what has your grief journey been like? And this just happened January 13th, so it's still pretty raw. Just the grief journey in general, it's more difficult, in my personal opinion, for black people. Because we have the stereotypes like, oh, you weak if you cry or, you know, that's a sign of weakness if you dis- if you display any type of emotion. So that alone is hard to deal with, trying to really trying to filter out everything else going on. Um, with me per se, y'all, it's been a rocky ass road. Like, and I ain't talking about the ice cream. It. <laughs> okay, I could, I could use some ice cream. Uh, okay, we all. But yeah, so Someone with me, actually, I ended up... Um, girl ended up getting diagnosed with high functioning depression high functioning depression. see and that's the crazy thing about it when i got diagnosed i was not first of all i wasn't even going in for that so oh, for me to get di- going in for happy <laughs> speak your own business <laughs> okay shit but bitch is always quick to tell somebody else story closet full with skeletons okay and motherfucking uh totes okay, now so, <laughs> so yeah so when i went in you know what i'm saying you go through these series of questions that make you do this checklist. And yeah, that's, that was the outcome of the checklist. And so the, the psychiatrist is like, um, how long have you been depressed? I said, honestly, depression must be my norm because I thought that was just normal shit. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know what I'm saying? But you could be a high functioning, you know, depressed person in which 
as black people, we should be more educated in our mental health as a whole. You're right. I think we neglect that substantially because we put out the persona of everybody needs to be strong. And nobody wants to be the crazy family member. But sometimes the crazy ones be the ones that be speaking the realest shit. Mm -hmm. Those black sheeps of the family be sometimes the one that be speaking the truth that the aunties, the uncles, the sisters, the brothers want to sweep underneath the rug. And sometimes they be telling them family secrets. That's what get their ass axed out. Okay. <laughs> like that one uncle that wants you to sit on his lap for just a little bit too long. And he's talking about, well, you do it with Santa Claus. Honey, well, I don't want his candy cane. White candy. men always get the per perks. Okay. Because <laughs> I always look on a white man's Shut candy cane. But a, a white man never looked on my candy <laughs> Oh, sorry. This is like a serious <laughs> episode, but y'all know we have... The way I cope is dark humor. So it may not be right, but it may not be wrong. <laughs> Bitch, I don't even know what the fuck I just, I'm but saying. It's, but it's how he, he processes everything. Everybody processes it. Everybody go through it differently. Like with me, I'm more of a distant person. Yeah. You know, I like to deal with it on my own. Because half the people that you tell don't give a fuck. The other half glad you're having it. And the other one's just glad they're not alone. True. Now, that's the whole reality of it. I think all but the... You why does it feel good, though, to know that... Misery really does love company because sometimes when you're miserable, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to fake the funk. It does feel good to know like, okay, they're going through it too. So you're not alone. Sometimes that not being alone, even though it sounds a little selfish, mm -hmm. sometimes my misery does love company because honey, I don't want to be the only <laughs> one miserable. See, but that ain't me. I'm different. Like I got some, oh, so you are? I just, I really don't give a fuck what's going on with other people. Like if you're going through some hard shit, I prefer you not contact me. So how Sometimes. has that been working out for you? What? Like, you alienating yourself. I haven't been doing that. They didn't put me on some meds, y'all. These pills got me acting. Like, it. they make me feel different than my normal self, which clearly wasn't normal. So, you're normal. You realize it's after getting on these pills, your chaos <laughs> was, your chaos became normal to you. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is what's chaos to one is normal. So, that was normal to me. Not talking to people, very antisocial. Um, to myself. Bipolar. Just like your mama. Okay. Okay, and you too. And your mom. Uh, speak on what you know, ho. Okay. Hey, auntie. Period. And these are anti-depression pills. I don't want y'all to think these are like some extreme, like, anti-psychotic uh, like drugs. Some, some special K or something. Okay, uh, no. uh, motherfucker Fenty. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's nothing like that serious. It's just anti-depression, uh, depressive. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, ain't, I ain't been on no since high school. Been off ever since. Yeah, <laughs> But that's, I think a lot of, a lot of people are depressed and just function, high functional depressed people. And you don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Because it comes to your normal. And yeah. Well, scary. if you don't know nothing other than that, then that's your normal. True. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers be so traumatized. They don't even know that they dysfunctional or they got a toxic trait. True. It's like that one quote they say, honey, what's chaos for an ant is peace for an elephant. Period. And, but it's just a weird concept of grief and loss. It's, my Aunt Mare was that one steady in life. Rather me and her got into arguments, we've gotten along, or whatever it was. She was that one-fourth that I always knew would be there. But no, I, I, I agree with that. Auntie was definitely um, her own individual. She was the auntie that you could sit up there and be like, T.T., look, 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 here come auntie so-and-so. And she'll breed them for the dust. Okay. She was that auntie that uh you could uh spill the tea with, get some th philosophical stuff, get information you didn't ask for from. Um, mm -hmm. She was like that uh, the creative auntie who loved like Halloween and the holidays. She was the holiday auntie. She was the sassy auntie. She was the well-dressed auntie. Yeah, she was. Um, she was the um un very unfiltered auntie. And if it was said, if she said it, it was just said, Auntie. I was listening back, like the first, the week after she passed away. I was listening to the episodes of her, 
And it's good to have like episodes and like vlogs and videos with her because that keeps her alive. That's stuff like I didn't have for my grandmother. So it's like a weird dynamic of, you know, how social media sometimes can be a gift and a curse. Yes. Where it shows you these memories allowed live and in living color. But then also it's like, it makes you realize like, it makes you feel the absence even more. Like, damn. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think with this whole little incident with Auntie, with Auntie passing, for me, it was a, a shell, like I was cell shocked, like, Oh, yeah. Whoa, like it just came out of my peripheral. I wasn't even paying attention to that, to the side of me. I'm looking straight ahead and it just kind of like sideswiped me. And I think now it's still, my reality still feel off in some sense. Like Very it, unsteady. It's just it's just crazy. It's, it's, it's just crazy how things can change in a blink of an eye. And regardless of how you feel, you have no other... You have no other choice but to accept it, you know. Oh, true. So you're forced to accept something and find a new sense of normal in your reality, which for a while will never seem like your normal reality. It will still feel off in a sense. Yeah, it's hard to find normalcy in chaos, you know. Yeah, I mean, then everybody is dealing with her transition different. Everybody copes differently. Um, Me, per se, I think... I'm I was I, I'm very much so distant. Right. You know, because I tend to not say things at the right timing. <laughs> CEO. I'll you know, so I mean, and no harm done. I just I am <laughs> I think my mouth speak more than my mind can calculate. Quicker it definitely my, does. And I'm like, "What? Your mouth definitely do be speaking." And so do yours. Honey. And so do your ass. Honey. Which lips? Mhm. The one between your hips. Honey. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think you know even though Auntie passing, it was such a sad, um, like gut punch. Yeah, a sad like realization to our reality. I also believe in her passing. We gained so much more from it, whether we realize it or not. Now, if you didn't pick up the lesson, that's on you. But it's a lesson to be picked up between every incident, whether it's good, bad, or whatever. It's always something to be learned, something to take away from. And I think for me personally, it's just treasure your elders that they're, they're not you don't know when God's going to call his child home so you have to appreciate them while they're they're here because at the end of the day when it's time for them to make their transition you know you don't want to be sitting there with a remorse statement it made me like look at like say if I had like some falling outs or some beefs with family member it made me look at them like I don't really care anymore and not that i don't care about their feelings it's like because i do care because their feelings are valid if mm-hmm. if minds are valid theirs have to be valid to some extent so it's like if you have a problem with me i'm at this point either speak about it with me or forever hold your peace i refuse to be in any awkward situations yeah i feel like among amongst the family you're always going to have some cat fighting just based on the per- the personalities of each individual in the family because y'all are catty and you're loopy I was gonna say you're low. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I think what this did was definitely you realize once you hit, when you exit out of your twenties, going into your thirties, you really start seeing how life fast forwards. True. It was on play, dear. You know, from your youth up into your twenties, but soon as you get to the mid part, towards the end, that sh- it's like somebody come in and tap fast forward, and that shit just flies. Well, how does it feel being in your thirties heading towards your forties? 
at the same way it feels you being 28, but you look 60. Shots fired! Shots fired! Now, honey, mind the business that pays you. I was just trying to ask you a question. That's I the problem with you, hoes. I was just trying to, to ask you a question because I know you're facing 40, so. Okay, but what are you facing? Honey, a good life. And being highly favored and blessed. Well, you worry about that, hoe. Okay. And you'll get farther worrying about it. I just you. wanted to hear a perspective from a 40-something. Honey, ask your uh, mama. 40 is indeed. 40 plus 60. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all see what I deal with? Even through the midst of it, he still got some slick shit to say. Best way to honor someone that passed is to keep accomplishing things and to live your life to the best of your ability without as many toxic traits and moments in it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's that's the goal of everything. I think when people pass, we tend as humans to dwell on the negative aspect of it. Would you want them to be in here and they're just like not, you know, comfortable, they're not mentally well, whatever the circumstances Yeah, I'm not ready to be. answer a question like that because I said to my mother, she's like, well, would you want her in pain? Yeah. Well, that's being selfish. I know. And I think we all have a habit of doing that, but I think the reality of it is, is like, if you're going to beef with somebody, if it's not even beef, and if you have a different, a difference of opinion with a family member, I think it's important to understand that it's okay to have a difference in opinion. You know what I'm saying? And still be cool. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you can't change um, a, a grown person. All you can do is accept them for who they are and mini- and minimize the interaction you have with that person. True. That- you can have a difference in opinion and still uh, respect people's boundaries if there's respect to be had. Message! Just was just like, it's a crazy... Um, it's a crazy new world and new reality we're in. And, like, I know, if like, you know, with COVID and stuff, I don't want to get into the the um, depths of it because everybody has their own reasons about the vaccination. I recommend, this is just my PSA, and for those who want to pick it up and take it, go ahead. For those who want to throw it to the sides, please do. Get vaccinated because do what you need to do. If you think you don't need it, that's fine. If you think, if you're questioning it, do what makes you comfortable at the end of the day. I recommend getting it because I want to die fighting. That I did everything I could, whether I believed in it or not. But sometimes people get it and they survive it without it. So yeah. I- yeah, I think my position on that, as you know, I'm not vaccinated, but my cousin is. Um, I'm kind of torn, and I was. I did set up an appointment. That's not the only thing torn. You know, what I'm saying I just kind of like my gut for me. I've never got flu vaccines. I never, as I got, no. You know, what I'm saying I. I I'm kind of on the fence of like this. This is how I feel. If you get it and you beat it, then that'll build your immune, your immunity up even more. Because when you get the, the shot, you still get it. You can still get it whether you get the shot or not. You can get it if you don't get the shot or not. You know, the symptoms will be lesser. Well, the, the reality of it is once you get it once, the symptoms won't be as severe. I've known plenty of people that caught the, uh, the uh, whatever, the Omegatron, Optimus Prime, whatever they be calling these damn different versions of the covid and that was fine, but I understand each person is not its own. I mean, you do how you feel. I, I feel like the black community has a lot of distrust in the health system. Oh, true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that plays a big factor. The the the, the uh, quality of care that the black people get, black women, that's another factor that plays. So I can understand why a lot of black people don't trust the government on top of them never doing anything for free. This health system is designed to... For financial gain. There is no capital in healthy people. 
True. There's more money in death than there, life. It's always more money in sick people than healthy people. So they push it. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that's a red flag. You never really did anything for free. So mm, that's kind of questionable. Oh, because it's high. Okay, people die from tons. Y'all didn't give the uh, antidote to AIDS. So why this? So, I mean, to each his own. A lot of people that are pushing these vaccines, they don't even have the vaccine themselves. I just don't trust the United States. They're all about capital. They're not going to do something if it doesn't benefit them. Message! To, like, wrap this up for the last 10 minutes, I want to say, what is the way you've uh, honored your auntie? Because, like, a lot of people don't know, like, all three of us as hosts, like, yourself's Christian, Jamie's spiritual, and I'm more of, like, you know, I go into more of the ATRs. Like, I always tell people, I'm, like, a spiritual hippie. I take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that, but then I realize that's not, like, a spiritual colonizer, like, with white people. But I would say, if I had to place myself in something, I would be more like, I would say hoodoo, maybe. I because think a lot of black people are hoodoo, and they just don't know it. That's true, because, honey... Shall we lift? Honey, if you burn your hair after it comes out of your brush or when your hair uh -huh. comes out in the sheds and you burn your hair, honey, that's hoodoo. Mm -hmm. If you don't set your purse on the ground because you're scared yeah. it's going to make you broker than what you already are, honey, that's hoodoo. Splitting poles. Honey. Stepping on cracks. Girl, I thought you were getting sexual. No. Ooh, splitting poles. Swip sweeping people feet. And then spitting on, on the broom. broom. Yeah, my Uncle David. I love me some Uncle David. Um, He was a Mississippi man, so you know them down south hoes. They, they didn't play. They they take superstition like, honey, they take the law. Mm -hmm. There's like, don't, look, if the floor was swept or already clean, they'd be like, uh-uh, don't be sweeping that floor. It's already been swept. You're going to sweep up strange. So how with your spiritual practice, how have you honored auntie? When I wrote a poem, like, I think for me it's more creative. Read the poem. No, I'm just kidding. Look at that person. It's personal. But yeah, I made a, po a poem. I used to, you know, for a lot of people, they don't know, I used to do poems. I, I used to be very big in poetry. A published poet. Yeah, I am. I did, I did it. First poem in sixth grade. You know, but, um, you always did remind me, by the way, you look like Maya Angelou. Very much, I know why the cage bird sings. And you give me very Oprah in the color purple. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> we tried to draw, but yeah, I used to. You always gave me, I know, I got diamonds at the meeting of my side. Yeah, you right, honey. You right. Cubics are comics. Really no, but but she is, Jamie, I joke, but she, that bitch is a published boy. I am too, actually. Always behind, never after. Um, always behind. But that's true. That's how I, you know, and to try not to be so um opinionated on opinions different than my own. And how other people grieve. Yeah. Like, that's easy. And always be there to be more available for people during their time of hardship and grief. And like whatever, because I will go ghost on a motherfucker real quick. Getting back to the way, so you write poetry uh, the way to remember Auntie, her remembrance, and you have pictures. And I try to... uh live better, try to work on myself, my health, as oh, well as yes. my mental health. And it feels good talking about it because sometimes with black family, it'd be such a hush-hush. Oh, don't say it. Well, because you don't want to trigger somebody, fragile. right? You don't want to trigger somebody. And I'll like, be, I want to trigger. Look, I'll be guilty I'm of it. happy. They were talking about, it was me, Brandon, and Tricelle. We were all talking about Auntie, just, you know, how her funeral went and, you know, the details that consist of and, you know, my cousin, herself son, got up and spoke about my auntie and how important he, how important of a role she played in his life. And I was really taken back by that because it was really good, y'all. Like, I'm like, wow, you know what I'm saying? And we were all talking about that, and I had to check out because we were all on a group chat. 
Yeah. And leave it to Brandon, being the nosy bitch he is. Because I left the screen for a minute. It's not like, I know this bitch is not crying. Yeah, yeah, but you... And you it's like, let that bitch already. cry. Let that bitch yeah. cry. Because I'll be the first one to tell somebody, you, you better cry. cry. Yeah. But then I call him out at the same time. Yeah, but that was just weird. Because what really started making me cry was because Chiselle was like, and you were Auntie Faber. And you know how they go into the details that you know because, you know, real, real recognized real. So True. I wasn't shocked that I was her favorite. You know, one of her favorites. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> And with, with a little help with the pills. Okay. I can think the of my auntie. Right. I can always think of my auntie and smile and not be so, you know, I have my moments. But for the most part, I smile when I think about her. Oh, you ain't me, no. <laughs> now let's talk about your... Oh, so like I said, um, like we said earlier, so I have like a ancestral shrine uh, for the three people who helped raise me. Because I was raised by four people. My mom, my grandma, my aunt Tony, and uh, my aunt Marianne, who is the one who we're talking about who recently passed away. Out of the four people who have raised me, I only have one left, my mother. Um, so uh, I was like, I need to make a shrine. And then so when I made my ancestral shrine or ancestor veneration, a lot of black people call it, you find items that belong to them in life and stuff that you uh, cherish. You put a cup of water, a picture of them, um, the stuff that they like and stuff like that. And you have a candle lit sometimes. You uh, give their favorite food. Like if they like extra gum and stuff like that, Chicklet. you put, you put gum sticks. or Chico sticks. That's what my grandma liked. I talk to them out in the open like I'm talking to you guys right now. And it just brings me a little bit more peace. And because like I'm a little bit more open to the supernatural, the way I've grown up, you know, I'm not closed off to anything of, you know, light, white vibration. I know I'm protected by my ancestors, yeah. especially my granny, uh, my aunt Tony, and Marianne, because she didn't play. Because my auntie a fighter. She'll swing on me. Okay, honey. Period. Girl, my head will be spinning like, woo, 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 woo. Spinning with your wig on. Okay, no. motherfucker. Crime gone still. And it's like, I just do the ancestor of veneration. I write heavily in my journal. Yeah. Uh, about uh, my auntie and stuff like that. Um, I made a whole different TikTok account just to talk about my grief. It's called Sad Ho Undercover. Put my pain into the world, baby. Ooh, that was deep. I put my pain in the world, baby. Okay, and he did a twirl with it, y'all. Y'all okay, spinning with my hands up. But Woo. I just feel like a lot of black people, if they went back to their ancestry, they would notice hoodoo is in their, their line. This is why I say that, because y'all, short story, when Auntie passed away, I'm the type of person, I know they say scientifically that a lot of people have dreams. Yeah. They just don't recall them when they wake up. True. And typically your dreams don't have sound. True. What? Typically, they don't. It's rare occasions they do have sound. All my dreams have had sound. Well, you are dealing with eight other people in there, so I can... Good point. But, you know what I'm saying? I think if you sat there and you really did your research, like my auntie, I really thought an incident... <clears throat> Excuse me. So, a week after... No, the week of after my auntie passed away, when she passed away June 13th, I would say either 14th or the 15th, Jamie had a dream or a vision, we'll say, well, and I tell didn't us know how what, the vision yeah. happened. Okay, so here's the thing. I had a memory at this point. I'm thinking it's a memory of my auntie, and so I explained to Brandon, we're walking through, you know how you reminisce? It's like, oh, I remember when auntie... You know, came up the stairs. She had on that all-white jogging suit with at the black hair. At my birthday party. At my birthday party because that was... T well, I mean, I seen her another time before then. But anyway, I was telling him that. I'm like, yeah. And I'm just... And before I can get to the details, he was like, bitch, when that happened? I said, he was like, Jamie, you were not over here when she got here. 
And when he starts speaking about it, I'm like, you know what? You are right. Huh. Then why is that so crisp? And it's like, <clears throat> literally, y'all, it is so crisp. It's like a memory, True. the way I remember this. Like, it's not a dream, because a dream get a little iffy. Yeah. But the, the facts surrounding this moment... Are crystal clear. Are crystal cl- I can recall them as clear as I did the day I told them. And like I said, I think you see an auntie going up the stairs in all white, smiling. It's her way of telling you, I got to the destination that I need to be. I'm at peace. I walked up the stairs of life, and I'm at peace in the afterlife. Yeah, but y'all, you, I mean, just... Well, she swore that what, that happened at her birthday party, and that she invited Auntie Anne, and I was like, Jamie, yeah, I was at your birthday party, open. you did not hold the door open because me and Giselle came and got you from your apartment. So, you wouldn't have seen uh, Auntie come into your birthday party because guess what? By the time you got to your birthday party, Auntie was already sitting at the, at, in the kitchen. And that was a shocker, because look at y'all, I'm like this, and I... I was holding the door open for Auntie to come up the stairs because you know his raggedy ass though ain't got no little string shit. on him. I do now. You know, it do now, but at the moment it didn't because, you know, we so rough on shit, it pops off. Okay. But Pop it. when Auntie came and got out the car, like she was, re- y'all, she was focusing really hard on these stairs, like concentrating, not even paying attention to her surroundings. But once she hit that landing, she looked up at me and smiled. And I'm telling y'all, that was worth a million fucking like tears and all the books in the universe like i'm like and it just i'm like that was it i mean had no audio no nothing and she just looked at me and just as a sign of relief and just smiled when she hit the landing right and that was it and see that'd be bringing something like you said sometimes no words bring more peace than anything and you got to read into things like her that could be her just her her um her fight with just COVID and trying to come through and life and just life as a whole, her journey, her so focus and seeming like it's just so hard to get up these stairs. And I'm just looking at her go towards your kneecaps. No, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I think that being so, um, open, uh, to just connecting with a religion that calls to you yeah. and don't be something because it's passed down through your family. Right. Because technically, we're Baptists. True. That's our family's religion. And I don't know where that came from. But, you know, teach his own. True. I just don't connect with it. I mean, I just, right. you know, you bring that you bring that offering plate around here one more time, you're going to come up short. Okay, because I, I, no. co- I got a collection right here, babe. Okay. Because <laughs> I ain't see you replace a donut business. Man. Honey, okay, good bitch got a penny with a hole in it. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> You nasty. <laughs> For real. <laughs> That's what I respect about my cousin. Like, because, you know, Jamie's more of just like the, the spiritual one. Like, she does the crystals and stuff like that. And my she, intuition be on point, Her y'all. intuition. She does the sage and stuff like that. Giselle, you know, she's more of like a, a free spirit where it comes like she's more of like God. the Christian type God. Like, you know, because her mom was heavily into uh, Christianity. And, and that I brought was. and that brought ATP. So I was like, I was down for it, too. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, uh, and me, you know, I'm, I do the tarot cards. Look, I do, cool. uh, I do the divination coin you know and stuff like that you know but i pray to god at the same time and i use the book of psalms in my spell work so honey can't nobody tell me nothing in that bible that i don't already know okay because you can't feel nothing no weapon or form against me will prosper honey it'll form but it won't prosper okay in the name of jesus they, you know, what they said they didn't say the weapons would never form they okay. said they'll never prosper message you know and i think in this generation me and brandon is the first True. to step outside the baptist 
yeah. religion in our family. As uh, like certain elders get older and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like when auntie passed away. Now let me tell you. Auntie. I love my auntie. But her and that Bible boy. She would tell you a, a quote okay. from the Bible. Even if you didn't ask. And that was most of the time. And But I, <laughs> I appreciated her. Because that's who she was. After auntie passed away. Me and Tricelle was in her room. A couple weeks back. And we realized. Auntie had crystals mm-hmm. of protections and stuff like that. She had certain rocks that had, you know, like little runic. Protection, uh, like the black one was for Yeah, her. obsidian and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is protection, you know. She had the rose quartz and stuff like that. So, Auntie was a lot more of, uh, she had a lot more discernment and a lot more magic to her than she would probably she ever displayed. let us know. Yeah. But sometimes, people's spiritual practices are personal. Just because I'm sharing mine, spirituality is personal, depending on the person. Yeah, and I, and I think that... It's not always to be shared, because you're not supposed to share all your craft to right. the public. It's certain it's just the a broadness of it. I feel like, you know, you have to have a certain mindset. Like, you know, me personally, I don't deal with Ouija boards. Never have, never will. I don't give a damn. I just I won't deal with them. I don't like the energy of I won't them. even be in their presence. Yeah, I don't like the energy or none of that. Like I'm good. So but then you have other people that okay. don't feel the same. They're just like, okay. Or some people just look at it as just a game. Until she gets So it's life. And you see how that plays out. Mm. <sighs> Shut up, Jackie. <laughs> no, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, like, if you want to call a spade a spade, everything is a game. That's true. So. So that's where we've been, y'all. It's been a very, um, a very tedious mountain. That yeah. we're climbing, but we're climbing it. Because when I tell you, we was ready to take over the new year. We were like, y'all thought we had all those good episodes from October, November, December. Yes. And then January came in there and said, bitch, sit your asses the fuck down and share us what you do have. Oh, what he Took said. Took the wind honey, out of all of us. If y'all don't come together to laugh, I'm going to bring you together to cry. And sure, didn't he do? Didn't he do? Boy, shut your ass up. I was crying <laughs> like a big baby. Boy, not my auntie. It was like, but you know what? But at the end of the day. If you, you want to honor auntie. Listen to the episodes with her. She was in uh, a Kitchen Table Talk, uh, Rules of Sexting, um, The First Heartbreak. There's a lot of episodes with Auntie. So if you want to uh, keep her memory alive, they're out there forever. So, you know, that's and that's always good because her voice deserves to be carried on and heard. You know, just like all of ours does in life. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's where we've been and this is where we are and moving forward. We're going to be back with a bi-weekly episode. So, two episodes a month, every Friday, like usual. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Rate us five or four stars, whatever you deem worthy. Leave us a Look comment it. in the uh, comment section where you can uh, rate us. Please do. It helps us out. Okay, and let's be real. You can't rate us nothing you don't see in yourself. Okay, so, if you so- rate us a two... That's because you was... <laughs> okay, honey. And you know what they say. You got to be two something to do, do something. something. <laughs> Damn, that shit got quite fast. <laughs> it really did. But yeah, I'm oh, just happy we're back because yeah. at the end of the day, me and Jamie started uh, podcasting back in 2019 as a way of therapy. Okay, hood therapy. Hood, hood therapy. Okay. And it, it really worked. You know what? Even when we started that journey, it really put out a lot of aha moments to why some of our toxic traits are the way they are and why we are the way we are. And it put things in perspective and you just really sit back and you be like, bitch, this explains it. That makes sense. Message. But anyway, so coming back y'all, you know, we're going to give it to you. Not what you need, but what we feel like. No, I'm like, okay. oh. <laughs> Honestly. but you know, at the end of the day, hopefully, um, when Chiselle's ready, she, you know, the mistress, what was it, Miss Shona? Okay, um, 
the pledge mistress is extraordinaire with, with the, the long, long hair. hair. Will be making her debut, and you never know, she might pop in here and there. You know, t- cause t- she stay popping. Okay, um, I mean, on a handstand. <laughs> no, <laughs> she stay popping. You know, and shout out to Tricell. She recently had a birthday. Um, True. You know what I'm saying? We had her party. Go look at it on my uh, channel, Bishop Mortimer. Okay. I'll start putting stuff back on the Gorgon's channel, too. Yeah. And our Instagram. Well, you can start with my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> so, with that being said, we want to thank you guys for bearing with us and listening to us after we went AWOL. Um, we appreciate anybody who's still here listening because, honey, over three, well, we went three months. Um, yeah. Damn. Uh-huh, look, I hope somebody's out there listening. <laughs> Please, son. Okay, give us a little ear. But, um, it's a pain. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, he's so nasty. But, yeah, so with that being said, thank you guys for listening. This has been another Gorgon Podcast episode, and we will start being back sometime in April. Like we said, two episodes a month. So, yeah, they'll be juicy. They'll be black as hell. They'll be unfiltered, and yeah. Unrated and uncut and okay. unscripted. And no fucks will ever be given. Period. Never was. Okay. And with that being said, bye, you guys. You guys have a great day, a great night, or whenever you listen. Just be great. Shit. Okay, great, great. Great grandma. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>